listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Further Podcast. You know, Ellie, you and I have not necessarily extended our gratitude to all of our listeners lately, and we might have a few new listeners. So just know we're grateful for you. We're happy that you're here, and we're hoping that you take away at least one thing to help you grow just a little bit further today. I'm really excited, Ellie, to talk about the topic for today for a lot of reasons, but let me go ahead and just throw it over to you and first check in. How are you? It's like month eight week. I don't know. Oh, it's like month a hundred. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how am I? We are officially on baby watch 2022. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm doing, I'm doing really well, except for some, you know, nuances that actually fit right into this episode because today we're going to be talking about reacting versus responding. And what that might mean and what that might look like and what it means to react to a situation versus respond to a situation that is put in front of us. Right. You know, Chris, I think it's really fair to acknowledge that when we think about reacting, it's something that we're literally programmed and we've been evolutionarily prepared to do. Points for saying evolutionarily. That was great. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, I had a little bit. I don't know if anybody heard There was a little bit of a... Like, is this really a word? <laughs> I saw your brain like and working is. that through. But yeah, no, I Did totally... Did you see the smoke coming out of my totally ears? Totally saw the smoke. <laughs> but I love this. So by the end of the episode, if you walk away being able to say, I'm reacting versus I'm responding, that'd be a huge win for us. But Ellie, I think what you're saying is that reacting is something that is primitive. It is. It's something that we do and our brains just take over as if it's defending itself, even in moments when we're not being attacked, right? It's something that, yeah, it's something that we actually are wired to do. It's something that we see as an evolutionary advantage almost. It's what allowed us to survive as humans when we have something coming at us, coming our way, a situation, a trigger, something of the sort, we react in a way that's immediate. We are fast acting. We go into fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. But the downside of that is that the reactive mode that we're wired to kind of undergo in a moment's notice also may result in some really rash and unfortunate and not really productive responses or productive outcomes rather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very true. And that's where I think that there's going to be those of you out there that say, well, I've reacted before and it worked out for me. And it's like, okay, well, that that's great. We're not going to say that being in reactive mode is always a bad thing. However, I think once we clearly define the difference between these two things, why don't we do that? Let's okay, define what great. we mean by reactive and then define what we mean by responsive. And then let's play around with that a little bit. And the differences between those things from an impact perspective And also get to a space where we can say, how do we know if we're in reactive mode versus responsive mode? And how can we encourage not only you and I, Ellie, because I feel like even earlier today, we were a little bit in reactive mode, right? Just trying to find a place to do this podcast where there's not all these other extra things when we're under stress, you know, it's really easy to be in that mode. Um, But when we think about the impact, when we think about what it feels like, if we could be more responsive, I think it's better. 
Yeah. Period. So I think we already defined reactive, right? Reacting is meeting one action with another in an immediate or sometimes rash manner. That is really the definition of reacting. It's when we go into this fight or flight mode where we feel like we either have to, you know, be defensive or attack it straight on, or we need to flee. We need to run away from it. Mm. And that differs from responding because responding requires us exercising intention and consideration before we take action. And because we're exercising that intention and consideration, we're more likely to bring us closer to the goal or the outcome that we're hoping for, right? A productive outcome or goal. And I like to think about it because science nerds everywhere unite, right? This is more of a rest or digest <laughs> modality where it's, you know, really the antithesis of that fight or flight where you're actually taking a moment to pause and digest the information or the situation or the trigger that is coming at you. Yes. And Ellie, you said something to me once that stuck with me, which is in, when we're in responsive mode, yes, we might be activating the rest and digest system, but you're not just talking about digesting food. When we need to digest information, when we need to be more open and get to our prefrontal cortex, which allows us to use our thinking brain, that is when we're in responsive mode. And that's not necessarily something that's going to happen by chance, which is why I think Ellie and I want to focus on naming when am I reacting versus when am I responding? And if we can get ourselves to more of that responsive state where really we're operating from a state of curiosity, we're exercising that intention and consideration before taking action. It's almost like the difference for me, Ellie, is when you write that email, have you ever done this? Like you're really upset at somebody. Oh, and I write. Or just it. at a situation, and, and you like, write it. Delete. Or delete, even a text. Delete. 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 Yes! Delete, delete. Or even a text <laughs> message, right? And you're just like, ah, you know, and you just write it out. I would say that that's an example of a reactive mode, right? But then sure. when you have that responsive mode, that's the next day or the hour later. It's like delete, delete, delete. Mm -hmm. Let me say this in a way that's going to get me closer to my outcome and closer to the goal, right? Well, I think that. The reason that we react, like we said, it's a human piece. It's a human, it's human nature. The reason that we react is because we have a perceived threat. Yes. Right. There's something that is threatening us. And what, what does that mean? There is something that is challenging either our perception of ourselves. There's something that's challenging our intention. Yeah. You know, I intended to come across as X, Y, Z, and someone is challenging that. It would increase my threat level because they're telling me what I'm trying to say, or they're telling me what I'm trying to do or how I'm trying to show up. And that can really put us on the defensive. Yeah. And so being reactive, while it isn't productive all the time, right? It is so natural. And that's really why we're talking about it, right, Chris? Because yeah. it happens. I mean, even earlier today to you, I said, when we were trying to think of an example to share with all of you, I was like, well, but I do this so often that mm -hmm. it, <laughs> I don't know which example. Exactly. To I don't know which example <laughs> would resonate, especially right now. I mean, when we think about why we find ourselves in a reactive state of mind and what conditions need to be true for that, Man, I, I said it. I'm eight years pregnant. I my <laughs> my threshold to react to anything or to respond to anything or to say anything logical is so diminished. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm irritable. I'm tired. I don't get enough rest. Yeah. I have a little dude in my belly that is giving me a belly massage from the inside 24 hours a day. It's like, there's a lot of factors that are tearing away at my capability and my ability yeah. to take a pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I think about why we would want to talk about this and how talking about this can help us grow further. What I'm really hearing from you is that this can help us while we want to talk about it's because it impacts relationships because Ellie, what you were just saying made me think of at home and at work. Would you say like irritability and the tendency to be more reactive can be in both places? Oh gosh, for sure. For sure. I mean, there are some people that are very good at compartmentalizing, but I mean, when you're bringing your most authentic self everywhere you go, it's really hard to compartmentalize. It is. the, The physical ailment of being pregnant and i don't want to say it's an ailment it's it's really a beautiful blessing as well but there are hard parts about it right there are hard parts that we each face in our life there are stressors that all of us are facing and when those are happening or they're being stacked and it's kind of like the element of the perfect storm it is more likely that we will react versus respond and we will potentially bring out negative emotions that can impact relationships that can impact the relationships that we have with the people we love, the people we lead, the people we serve, the people that we don't want to negatively impact our relationships. Can with. I put you on the spot yeah, for a second sure. with this? Because yes. you and I have been leaning heavily on like different personal examples. And today I know that I'm going to share a work example with everybody. Sure. But when I think about the term trust and the trust and having a trust fund between two people, we either deposit mm-hmm. or we withdraw, mm-hmm. right? And for all of you out there, if you haven't heard of that, Ellie and I genuinely believe this with your spouse, with those that you work with, with your friends, you have a trust fund with each of those people. We each deposit, we each withdraw. Do you think that when we choose to react versus choose to respond, like how do you think that impacts our ability to build trust or inspire trust with that person? Well, here's the thing. If somebody is, let's say, giving you an idea or sharing an idea, that they hold to be true or that they're excited about, passionate about, and you're reacting, it might send the message, and we've talked about unspoken messages in the past too, but it might send the message that you don't trust them as well. And that can deteriorate trust. Or when you have a moment where you're reacting and there's just a lot Mm -hmm. of of negativity Mm -hmm. surrounding that, it does, it takes a lot of energy. It takes energy. Right. So think about the amount of energy it would take. Here's what I think about, right? Like a moving train, right? So if there is only one caboose or one car in a moving train, you're the only car, right? And you're moving at a hundred miles per hour. It is going to be much easier to stop one train, one train car, right? From going a hundred miles per hour Mm -hmm. than it would be if you're bringing somebody else along for the ride and reacting emotionally, getting them heightened in a heightened reactive state as well, then you're, you have two train cars that are moving a hundred miles per hour in Mm -hmm. the same direction. How much energy is it going to take to stop those two train cars versus you stopping Mm -hmm. yourself to begin with? Right. A lot more. So, you know, from a standpoint of just, Mm -hmm. I mean, pure physics will say (laughs) it really is important that we treat those people with the respect 
as to not bring them on that emotional train ride with us, right? To not bring them on that reactive yes. train ride with us. And if we can just have the awareness of knowing when we're in that reactive mode, we can avoid withdrawing from that relationship. We can avoid the energy that it takes to overcome that, the energy that it takes to stop the moving train. Yes. I love that. You know what? It's making me think I just need to share my example with the group. And maybe many of you can relate to this. So how many of you out there in listening to this have ever received feedback that was really difficult to hear? Anybody? Uh, me. Guilty as charged. Right. Received like hard feedback, opportunity driven feedback. It's not necessarily an easy thing to sit in that. And that is a moment that I know myself better than anyone else. And I know that it would be very easy for me to get reactive in that moment rather than responsive. And so we, we want you to start doing, I'm going to share my example, but start thinking about these little moments, these little triggers where you know, ooh, this is a moment when I have a tendency to get reactive. Because if we can plan for those, then we're not going to be as surprised by them when they come and we can more quickly shift into a responsive frame of mind rather than a reactive frame of mind. So here's the example, very relatable. I was sitting in a conversation and I had just facilitated something live and the individual who was sitting on the other side of the table is like, hey, I've got some feedback for you. And that immediately just, I just immediately felt my heart rate go up. And I can look at you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have some feedback for you. It's like, oh uh -oh. gosh, what did I do? What did I say? You know, it's like that immediate, oh my goodness. So that is one of the first things that I tuned into to know, ooh, I'm already in reactive mode because my heart rate increased, my muscle tension increased. I was sitting in the chair and I kind of grabbed the, the arm rails a little Ooh. bit more. And the individual started getting into some very opportunity driven feedback and no sustains, no, nothing good. Just this is how you showed up. This example didn't necessarily relate. You didn't bridge this person's example as clearly and bring everybody with you as you could have yada, yada. And I knew I was in reactive mode because number one, I wasn't even listening anymore past like the first couple examples because I was just looking for the moment that I could say, nope, gotcha. That's actually not it. You're missing the intention. This is why I did what I did. So my reactive self became defensive by way of not being open to the feedback that I was being given and also becoming defensive and questioning and sharing my intention, not focusing on the impact, not focusing on that but focusing on my intention and double downing on why what I did was actually the better choice in my opinion. My relationship with that person from a trust perspective definitely eroded the trust. And I could tell that they also felt shut down. So they did not continue giving feedback. Instead, they just kept on getting defensive and just saying, look, this is the feedback. You know, so I can honestly say that that's not a moment I'm proud of. It isn't. That is a moment when I was in reactive mode. My thoughts were running a mile a minute and I'd felt my heart rate increase and I just felt like I was put in a corner. And anytime that you're put in a corner, what do you like to do? We often like to fight our way out of it. But the thing is, is that that person didn't put me in a corner. My mind is what put me in the corner because I simply wasn't open to the feedback. Had I been in responsive mode. So that's a little bit embarrassing, I have yeah. to say, to share. But it's true. Well, I... I think it's incredibly brave of you to share. So thank you for being so vulnerable because it is really relatable. I mean, I think we're constantly getting feedback in our professional lives, in our personal lives. So, you know, I know I can relate to that. And I appreciate that you shared how you knew you were reacting. The question I have for you, Chris, is mm -hmm. 
what would this situation have looked like in your estimation if you actually were responding? Really good question. I think that I would have, instead of leaned away, I think I would have leaned towards the person. So from a pure body language perspective, I leaned back and had my arms crossed in reactive mode, defensive, but responsive. I think I would have leaned in. I think I would have had my little elbow on the armrest and leaned forward and been curious and asked more questions and repeated back what I was hearing, not by parroting what the person had just said to me, but repeating it back in a paraphrased way to make sure that I'm understanding what they're saying. Sure. And then genuinely thinking about it a little bit more. I don't think I would have said nearly as much. I think that I would have been more appreciative and more curious to then take the feedback that I want to take, you know, that I genuinely believe can help me improve. And then feedback that I didn't necessarily think was relevant. I don't think I'd make that decision in that moment. I think I would need to reflect on it and decide that for myself a little bit later and then have a follow-up conversation. But the words that would have described me in responsive mode would have been curious, would have been open. I love that. And that not just being my mind open, but my body open towards that person, leaning in, not leaning away. And my heart rate wouldn't have been as high. I think it still would have been higher because you're getting feedback. I was getting feedback. So that's where I don't want you all to think that responding, you have to be you know, laid up on the couch after Thanksgiving meal, you know, in total rest and digest mode. No, you could absolutely handle a crisis. You can handle something that isn't a crisis, but a situation in responsive mode still, because Ellie, you brought this into my awareness. When there's an emergency, who's the first person to the scene of the accident? A first responder, not a first reactor. There you go. A first responder. So that's where it's all about being intentional and being considerate. And that's how I would have been, even though it's almost like a, a first response responder to the potential damage that the feedback could have caused me, you know, but it's like, (laughs) bring your first responder self, you know, to that moment and just be quiet and listen and slow down a little bit. So even most basically, what I heard was that you would have at least listened. I would have listened. Even if that was the most basic thing, like you were next level, you know, kind of looking at what you would have done if you were responding at the very basic nuance, you would have at least been able to listen and not gone and seen red, you know, like we do remove when we're the in red. Active exactly. Mode. <laughs> yes, and that's where it's going to happen, right? But let's think about, let's shift to tips, right? Let's shift because what we just talked about was reactive mode, responsive mode, what it may feel like when you're in those two states. And what mm-hmm. Ellie and I would ask you is to consider that for yourself after this podcast, you know, 15 to 20 minutes is never enough. Really, you have to further do the work after this, but take note of what situations tend to trigger you to be reactive. And then you think for yourself, would it actually benefit you? Would it inspire more trust with that person and within yourself if you responded instead of reacted? And what I would say is there's significant power in the pause. So Ellie, right then, what what I think you were about to say is something around the benefit in, we're not telling you to not think, we're not telling you to not react in your head, write the email, write the text. Sure. It's therapeutic sometimes to do that. And then it feels better, but just don't send, don't send the thing. Okay. That's where the tip for today is increase awareness. Are you in reactive mode? Are you in responsive mode? Then exercise the power of the pause. Just don't take action. Take action when you're ready to be intentional and considerate. And I think those things can make all the difference when it comes to ensuring that you are depositing into that relationship bank instead of withdrawing from it. So 
We hope that you took something from today's episode around responsive versus reactive ways that we can come to the table and bring our best selves so that we can continue to build relationships and the connection with those we love, those we lead, and those we serve. We'll see you next time on the Grow Further podcast. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode. 